Welcome back to another episode of the 25 and over club beach. <laughs> it's your host, Billy the Bad Guy. Billy the Kid, Billy the Goat. Oh, I was gonna I was gonna do my intro, but since you're there, Billy the Bad Guy, Billy the Goat, Billy the Kid, Bills, Bills, Bills. I love when Wilder goes like, <laughs> Bills, 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 Bills. Um can I call myself Billy Proper? Sure. Thank you. You're family now. Oh, bitch, I've always been family. The fuck? That's, that's what I'm saying. You're family oh. now. Ten years. Billy that's, Proper. That's... <laughs> Billy Proper. Okay. And if it ain't so proper. It's not that pa. Period. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And it's, and it's me, Renee, a.k.a. Renee Proper. And this is the 25 and Over Club. And we have a really... Good episode for you guys. So we're going to talk to Dr. Stacy about anxiety. Yes. And to all the people out there that have any questions about anxiety, you have a family member, you yourself, we have a beautiful professional here that is going to talk us through every question you have, question you might have in the future. If you have a co-worker, yes. uh, you know, if you struggle with Some of our parents don't know how to deal with kids nowadays. Yes. My mother's anxiety got worse oh, recently. Oh, really? Like, as in, like, parents and my grandma. And I think they, some of our family members and friends suffer in silence. So we have, you know, a great episode that would help you guys how to even pick up on the signs yes. of, you know, helping. Because sometimes it's not about the person that has anxiety. It's for us that don't, you know, probably go through that and how we can be a support system for them. And if you listen to this podcast for a long while, you know that Billy the Bad Guy is Billy, Billy the Struggling Air. Yeah. Struggling Air, because I've I, been struggling and with I, and I'm tr- And I, and I want to work on being a better, you know, person that has to deal with, because growing up, I, it was... Growing up in the Caribbean, you know, culture and family, it's stop all that crying. What the hell's wrong with you? What's an anxiety attack? What's a panic attack? Right. Girl, if you don't go drink some tea and lay down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially in a black household, is they don't know what mental health is until it affects them. Right. And that's what my grandmother, one thing my grandmother said, um, how's therapy going, um, cuckoo? And I said, what? Oh, beach. But what made me call Dr. Stacy real quick was because um, my family, the crazy mm. people, my aunt called me 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then I, I knew, t- so she called me 2 o'clock in the morning. I mentally couldn't deal with any bad news. So I'll mm-hmm. wait till the next day. Right. So then she calls me back. And then um, I'm like, hey, I have work in the morning. I'll call you. Meanwhile, I was watching a, a great episode mm-hmm. of Horrible Decisions. Um, so she calls me back. And then, um, no, she texts me. She said, it's an emergency. So I, my heart started racing. My chest started hurting. I'm like, oh shit, I'm about to like have a panic attack. I, something happened to my grandmother because yeah, yeah, my grandmother's yeah. 78. My grandmother mm-hmm. died. I didn't say goodbye. I need to call her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm thinking all the worst conditions. My yeah. aunt, she just got a new kidney. Her new kidney must have failed. Whatever. <laughs> I couldn't sleep. Oh my so God. I was up racing like, like a roll. You know, out of, out of mental. My mental health, I put my phone on, do not disturb at certain hours of the night. Whatever news it is, you're going to have to catch me when I wake up. But that was Because if thing. I see that message or them 35 missed calls throughout the night, I am not going back to sleep. That was the thing. I was like, at the end of the day, they didn't even, my family didn't reach out to me. So they everything must be fine. Yeah. So she just calling me. She going to tell me. Well, how, how much time we have? 20 seconds. She going to tell me and then you're going to restart for four? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, four. That sounds good, right, Wolf? Okay, she gonna tell me. It's so the next day I woke up and I said, "Hey, is everybody okay?" She said, "Yes, everybody's okay." I said, "So what was the emergency?" So in New York City we have the MTA, that's the transit system. She, my aunt, she works for the 
quiet on the set. My aunt <laughs> works for the um, Metro Cards, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, two tourists, they're young girls, 19 and 16. They couldn't check into their hotels. I'd have blocked her for 24 hours. <laughs> I said, so 24. how, I said, so what was the emergency? Oh, they couldn't check in because they was too young. I wanted your help to help find them a hotel room. I said, do I look like Airbnb? (laughs) Do I look like Airbnb? Do I look like Marriott? The W. Not, she didn't call 311. Do I look like I hold a a shelter called the Billy the Bad Guy? The Bad Guy Shelter. Bad Guys in. Bad Guys in. No, may not have that. So I was like. So you're at home in your bed and she's at work and she's going to call you. And say two people. 24 hour block probation. Yo, and I said, yo, the way you had my, I woke up anxiety. I woke up anxious. I called out of work. Mm-hmm. It was just too much. I couldn't, too much happening in the insides of yeah. me. Wait, hold on now. That sounds crazy. <laughs> too much happening. And it was just like, bitch, you put, t- took me through a whole roller coaster for motherfucking strangers. Yeah. What the fuck was I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Oh, their parents sent them out here. The parents were tired of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The parents was fucking tired. So they didn't call their parents to help them. You called me. What me. about Google? Talking about emergency. Really in big capital letters. Call Google. Don't call me. Hello. And what, call I, Google. You know, that's what I said. Bitch, that's not your job description. Yeah. You're supposed to tell them, take the two trains to Times Square. You come out the train station. You go down the block. Like, that's what that's, you tell them. <laughs> Men never knew it was MapQuest. <laughs> Priceline. And how did I get booking. in it? Booking.com. How did I get in it two o'clock in the morning so then because I was like, you know why because you make yourself available for those unnecessary situations they know you're gonna pick up the phone my sister or anybody close to me they know they're gonna have to catch me on the a.m and not 2 a.m 7 a.m bitch i'll be texting you at two o'clock you up no and i'll be asleep and i don't answer because my phone well, been post on, on instagram my, yeah, yeah, trying to catch me on the gram. No, can't no. catch me. I'm out. And my phone's already on Do Not Disturb. I don't get no notifications on my phone. Everything has to, like, because, and another a word of affirmation for today is, and a famous woman once said, I got to put me first, Lucius. <laughs> I got to put me first. Yes. So, ladies and gentlemen, she's been on the podcast before, and she helped me out um, when I first realized during the pandemic that I had anxiety. And, um... So we had to bring her back today, um, Dr. Stacy Boyard. Hi, Dr. Stacy. Hi, Dr. Stacy. Thank you so much for having me. Thank, Thank you, you for, for coming, coming back. Um, so, Dr. Stacy, just tell us some more. Um, just a backstory. I still struggle with anxiety. I think I struggle with social anxiety now. Um, all types of anxiety where my body aches sometimes, and I sometimes I feel like I'm having a panic attack all day. My chest gets tight. My chest starts hurting. I think it's my blood pressure. I think I'm about to, my trigger word, I think I'm having a stroke. I'm thinking I'm having this. So what is anxiety first? Yeah, yeah, let's define anxiety. Yeah. So, well, first of all, it's very common and you're not alone. And almost everyone experiences anxiety at some point Mm -hmm. in their life. But when it gets in the way of work or socializing, that's when it becomes a little bit more concerning, I guess. So anxiety is excessive worry, um, and to be diagnosed with in general as anxiety disorder, you feel this way for over six months, and you really can't control the worry, and um, you have to have six of the characteristics, such as 
You mentioned muscle pain, which is interesting, fatigue, restlessness, um, any kind of sleep disturbance, being irritable, having muscle tension, and it's not drug-related, so it's not because of taking any outside drugs, and it has to affect your work, your socializing, and all of that. So panic disorder can happen when you're feeling anxious, you can have a panic attack, or it could just come from out of nowhere, and that, you know, feels a little bit more serious because it's overwhelming and you could feel extremely nauseous and mm-hmm. all those awful things that you experience. Mm-hmm. But it's so important to tell yourself in your mind, okay, no one's ever died from a, a panic attack. Mm-hmm. I can get through this. I am going to get through this and I am going to be okay. But of course, in the moment, it's incredibly overwhelming, yeah. incredibly difficult. Um, you asked about a friend. So if your friend is having a panic attack or extreme anxiety, I think the best thing is to kind of be there for them. Um, depending on the person, maybe like a light touch on the arm, mm-hmm. okay. you're going to be okay. Maybe putting them into a quieter area because mm-hmm. some, sometimes lots of stimulation causes anxiety attacks. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people have anxiety in these like big stores, believe it or not, with like mm-hmm. the Costco's or the Walmart's yeah. because yeah. of like that fluorescent light and like the noise and all the colors. Mm-hmm. So kind of getting to a quieter place is always helpful. Mm-hmm. Asking your friend or colleague if they need something like water or whatever they could possibly need um reminding them that they're going to be okay that they've been here before that they're not alone but i think the number one thing is the deep breathing Mm. and it's so important to practice that deep breathing when you're in a calm state Mm -hmm. so that when you're in an anxious state you can easily draw upon it and it sounds so silly because we breathe all the time Mm -hmm. but when we're breathing for anxiety it's different you want to breathe in through your nose Mm -hmm. get that air all the way to your stomach Mm -hmm. puff your stomach out nobody's looking nobody cares get it out (laughs) hold it there and then blow it out even slower Mm -hmm. than you brought it in because when we're anxious we're breathing into our chest Mm -hmm. and that causes you know even more feeling of hyperventilating so breathing in getting into your stomach maybe Mm. saying something nice Mm. to yourself like a mantra whatever and then breathing out slowly (laughs) and there are so many different ways to kind of um do that okay that's perfect i think for me i'm glad you said take a deep breath Mm -hmm. when i take a deep breath there's no thinking clear. It's mm-hmm. you're having this, you're having this, and then your my legs start feeling like jelly. Um, again, the chest pains start to intent, um, intensify. If that's the right word. Um, and a question like, when a person feels like um, they're having an anxiety attack, how do they effectively communicate to the people that people around them that they are having one and they need help? So, like, what are some of the signs? Even if it's like a a, a crippling attack where they're probably f- frozen up or, you know, not breathing. Like how, how do they just indicate, even if someone's not even paying attention, like how can they communicate that effectively where, where we can be able to jump in and help them and do the steps that you spoke about, like the light touch or the, you know, helping them breathe. I love that question. And you know, there isn't, if somebody's choking, for example, mm. the common thing yeah, is yeah. people like this, yeah. but you're right. There isn't really like a common yeah. thing to do. And yeah. I love that you said that because there should be. Yeah. So I wonder if a person, if 
you know, the person feels comfortable, they can mm. kind of tell the people that they feel comfortable with, yeah. listen, I get really anxious, yeah. and this is, like, my code word, yeah. this is what I do, okay. this is my hand thing, and all that I need to, like... Mm. Yeah, because my younger sister seems to be having them, and, like... At one point, she couldn't even speak. So, like, I, I got out to the living room, and she was just sitting there in, like, a like a frozen state with her hands in the air. And she, she just couldn't even speak. Her just just tears rolling down. And I, I noticed that she's, like, and when she finally was able to get a word out, she was like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And I was like, mm -hmm. even just instinct-wise, I started, you're okay. You're, you know, just breathe to you. Like, even, this, even before I knew, you know, the right things to do like just as a sibling I was like just saying the things I learned in in school almost like okay you're gonna be all right she's like do you want to go to the hospital she shook her head and said no and do you feel like you're in pain she said no like just as best as she could she just barely just shook right. her head and she just and slowly she was able to just calm down and but she couldn't tell me what brought it on so like how to even discover her triggers or anything like that. And she's, you know, like a teenager. So she, she herself is not knowing what's happening to her. So she was so frightened. And I had to, you know, like, do you, I was like, did you feel like you're having a heart? Like, what did it feel like? And she couldn't really describe it. So mm -hmm. like, I felt helpless. Like all I could do was just stay there and support and touch her. But you know, it, it really hurt my feelings that she was going through oh. that. Mm -hmm. She's so lucky to have you. And mm -hmm. I think you did the, the perfect thing mm -hmm. for her. And I mm -hmm. think that's such a hard age, like the mm -hmm. teenage yeah, yeah. years. Mm -hmm. So difficult. You know, another good thing is, is the grounding too. Mm -hmm. Or even when, you know, you said it's your sister, so you probably have a lot of memories and mm -hmm. you've done a lot of fun things. I wonder if you could say, oh, remember that time we went to okay. the amusement yeah. park? Yeah. And when my, oh, mm -hmm. remember we had such a good time. Yeah. Like, remind mm -hmm. you of all the wonderful mm -hmm. things to kind of get her mindset off of whatever it is that's mm -hmm. causing that mm -hmm. and onto something positive. Yeah. I, I, you know, this is a book I've been trying to finish forever, and it's on audio. I don't know why I didn't finish it. Called The Power of the Subconscious Mind. Mm -hmm. um, and I know it's just a subconscious mind. When the other day I was on the train with Corey, and I know he saw it, I was getting, I was panicking. Mm -hmm. But then it was just like, all right, I don't want him. I don't want to freak out in front of. I I rather feel safe at home and have a panic attack than have a panic attack in public. And that's what I always think so you, about. So you, so, so you panicked about being in public, about having a panic, a panic attack. attack. Okay. So in moments like that, what are some techniques could that could help ease it and so I could calm down and tell myself, you're okay? Because I knew I was okay, but I just was panicking that he'll see me have a panic attack in front of him. And I really didn't want to do that. Right. So, you know, that's so interesting because we're so concerned about what other people think. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's the case for you. Like, I am. <laughs> people will think of us and, oh, my God, I'm walking funny. I look funny. Mm -hmm. The truth is, and this is like good and bad, mm -hmm. people are so like egocentric, especially mm -hmm. in this day and age with social media. It's like onto the next, onto the next. Mm -hmm. So we think that people are focused on us so much like they're not at all mm -hmm. so it's good to kind of think like well even though this is like a friend of mine or you know someone I know they don't really care even yeah. if I act silly or I do something stupid or I have a panic attack and I feel foolish in five minutes they won't even remember by the time yeah. they get home from the train they won't even, they'll be on to the next crazy thing you know not that that's crazy but they'll be on to like their next thing 
Um, but I think in a train, that's a, a huge one where people have issues because you're kind of enclosed mm-hmm. maybe somewhere where you kind of yeah. get out for mm-hmm. a period of time and maybe it's hot or whatever. Um, and I think the visual, again, talking about maybe an amusement park or something, mm-hmm. but visualizing something that is meaningful to you, mm-hmm. like kind of getting out of your own head and focusing on something that's positive, something you enjoy, something that's beautiful, mm-hmm. something that's fun. Or if all else fails, just sit there and be like, I don't know any of these people. <laughs> I don't know any of these people. I'm going to... <laughs> I'm just going to scream because yeah. that's what I feel like doing at the moment. I don't know any of these people. <laughs> so just think about that, if that yeah. helps and at all. <laughs> I just I just remember, um, even now, so I know it's like when I go to the movies, like when I go to the movie theaters and it's quiet. And I remember going to the movie theaters with um, this guy I was in at the time. And it was, I don't want to say quiet, but it was like something wrong with the AC and the AC kept on making this noise. And I thought the noise was inside my body. So I'm like, is something wrong with me? Something's broken. So I think I'm also a hypochondriac because because of the symptoms from anxiety where, you know, I didn't know I get the floaties in my I get the floaties in my eye. Um, so I always think somebody told me, oh, you have floaties in your eye because it's high blood pressure. So then that's a trigger. Um, and then I'm just it's so many trigger words for me. Um, I hate to say it right now. So I really want to say it, but I can't because it's a trigger for me. And then it's probably a trigger for the audience too. Mm-hmm. But um, I think for me, my biggest challenge, my biggest struggles are the symptoms, waking up with it every day. Mm-hmm. Today, I had a whole meltdown at work today. I was like, when I come to work, I have chest pains and y'all cause my anxiety to go, to elevate, y'all increase my blood pressure. I was just, I felt like I had a breakdown. I needed to get off my chest. So like, how can you... I know it's think about thinking positive and I know it's a subconscious mind, but how can you push yourself to make sure that, you know, um, that you're going to be okay in these moments? Like the symptoms, how can I help the symptoms not affect me? Okay. So, Did well, that make first sense? of all, mm-hmm. yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Again, you're not alone. I mean, people go through yeah. this all the time. But it's important to be your own best friend, right? So if you're, I kind of feel like maybe you have negative self-talk. Like once this happens, you're saying almost like mean things to yourself. Like, oh, why are you doing this? It's important to speak kindly to yourself, Mm -hmm. number one, Mm -hmm. and be your own best friend. Mm -hmm. And remind yourself what you need to feel safe Mm -hmm. and do it. Um, And also remembering that like, I don't know what the statistic is, something like 80% of our thoughts are like faulty. They're not really correct. So it's important to question your own thoughts. Okay, I'm having this thought that I'm having a heart attack. Wait, is that true? Is that accurate? I know that I'm healthy. You're really questioning and Mm -hmm. talking yourself down out of it. And one more thing I know that that people, and I don't know if this is something that you would do in your audience, but journaling, and I know it sounds silly Mm -hmm. to some people, but sometimes writing Mm -hmm. down your thoughts kind of helps you like collect yourself. And when you have it written down, you can say, oh, that's silly, or oh, I need to work on that, Mm -hmm. or I feel better now that I've kind of written it down and like purged it from my mind. So maybe just simply writing it down or talking it into your phone could Mm -hmm. kind of help alleviate mm-hmm. some of that yeah and when uh when you're feeling when when you're feeling frustrated as a person that suffers with like panic attacks or anxiety is it okay to just vocalize them out so they don't plague you in your mind and cause you to have it do it is even for lack of a better word lashing out or just expressing yourself does that help 
Absolutely, yeah. yes. And I think that's why exercise, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a form of getting it out. That's mm-hmm. so important to exercise. The journaling is getting it out. I mean, some people do yoga. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of, there's different types of yoga where they like yell and scream. And, oh, I like you know, that. All kinds of things. <laughs> important to get it out because if you don't get it out then it comes out in other ways mm-hmm. so yes yeah i um there's days where i'm doing good and i wake up like where's the symptoms so i'm like how come i don't feel the chest pain how come i don't feel this um so i just want to like doing this show i want people to know that they're not alone right and again so you share things i'm sure people could relate to but also that people have um, anxiety in their relationships. Mm. Can you talk to us about a little bit of relationships anxiety, relationship anxiety, so maybe our audience could say, "Hey, that's me." Ding, 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 ding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So relationships um, with couples, I guess, new relationships, and I also think maybe, I mean, maybe it could be a little more specific with relationships. But I'm thinking of like, like Tinder and all the other apps. That yes, are you're dating for the first time mm-hmm. and. Or dating in this new yeah, world. In this new world. Dating the social media, dating the, the like meeting essentially a stranger off an app. Like what what is that like? What kind of anxiety even if you're brave enough to do it, because I I don't think I'm there yet. I think I'm like now that I'm out in these streets dating again, um my anxiety is I don't want nobody to come to my house right now because I believe in the Jeffrey Dahmer of it all. I don't want anybody to um <laughs> You know, I don't want to go meet anybody in the streets. I'm just nervous in general. You know, I don't, I'm scared. I don't know. Want, Lately, I just realized. Wanna, but you want to meet new people. I want to meet new people, date. but I, maybe it's me having a lack of confidence. And everybody think, oh, Billy, you're very confident. Thank you. Why is it such a hard time? Why is, I just recently discovered I'm anxious about dating now. Like, what am I not anxious about in life? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that everybody has to be anxious about meeting and going meeting people they don't know. Mm-hmm. But I also think, you know, lots of people, and I was just having this conversation with somebody else, they're so concerned about, like, wanting to impress the person they're going out with and mm-hmm. wanting to look a certain way for that person. I think focusing on feeling a certain way for yourself, mm-hmm. wanting to look a certain way because you look in the mirror before you go out, I look good. Yeah. And anybody would be lucky to be with me, whether Here it's five minutes a drink or a cup of coffee or whatever, or you decide to stay with them longer than that. Mm-hmm. They're fortunate and lucky to be kind of hanging out with me instead mm-hmm. of looking at it the other way. And maybe that's a way to, to kind of help with the anxiety. Mm-hmm. But of course, taking mm-hmm. that deep breath before you go into that situation mm-hmm. and know that you are in control. And if yeah. you feel something that's triggering you mm-hmm. or your you know spidey sense co- mm-hmm. comes up that you feel like something's weird, mm-hmm. it probably is. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get out of there. And what are some of the ways to um, prioritize caution in those situations where you you are, you're not a nervous wreck on and when you actually do you know work yourself up to go on the date? How do you not be an anxious nervous wreck? Oh gosh, that is that is so hard. And I think everybody's probably different. Mm. I love the idea of looking in the mirror before and mm. giving yourself a pep talk. Yeah. I like the idea of saying anyone's lucky to to you know hang out with me because I know I'm a good person mm-hmm. or a good person or whatever it is. Um, I think obviously meeting in a crowded place. Yes. Uh, I know COVID's still going on, but you know meeting with like some people some people around, around. witnesses. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> witnesses, right? And just kind of smart and yeah. constantly be smart, not. You know, drinking too much. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Right, yeah. 
to a drink to a drink minimum. Yes. Right. Yes. See, I sometimes drinking helps me. And with with me talking about drinking right now, weed. I used to be a heavy weed smoker um, until I had my first panic attack. And my question to you is, um, should a person stop smoking weed if they struggle with anxiety or should they use it to help overcome it? You know, that is such a hard question because everyone, I hear both things. Like, mm-hmm. people have use weed and it calms them down and then other people, it makes them really, you know, uncomfortable. Yeah. So really tough. And, you know, I don't know where your audience is. I guess in some places it's legal, some places it's not legal, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So that's like a really tough call. But the medical, you know, medical marijuana, I guess there's all different kinds that mm-hmm. can help for all different things. So, you know, everyone's so different and what works for you works for you. You know, it's like if something feels good and something feels right, yeah. do it. And that goes for everything. Right. Yeah. Obviously, that is, yeah. you know, not for, yeah, for most things. Well, yeah. But, yeah. And my next question to you is Are you pro medicine or pro um, holistic? Wait, that's right. Yeah, pro holistic to treat anxiety. And I've been, I, I've been on this journey to try and figure out. What works best? What like do I want to go on medicine? I want to not try it, but at this point, I'm like I my anxiety and my symptoms are getting to me every single day, and I'm tired of feeling this way. So, are you pro medicine? Yes, if it is affecting your life, it is affecting your work. If you have those six symptoms uh, that we talked about, if it's been going on for six months. There is nothing wrong with medication, but I also think going to therapy, talk therapy Mm -hmm. at the same time Mm -hmm. in conjunction is really ideal. Yes. Yes. There's nothing wrong. And it's not a forever thing either. You know, you could have medication for a while and then not. So, yes. What are some myths do you think people have about medication? Because you hear so all the effects. That's a really great question. Like, I don't, I'm a person that. As much as I, you know, I believe in, you know, the spiritual part of everything, but I do believe in science. I do believe science has proven to work time and time again. And with everything, there is side effects, of course, but there's way more success stories on, you know, certain specific medications than there are, you know, tragic stories. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm with you all the way. And I think sometimes it takes a little while to get to your correct dosage mm-hmm. because everyone's body chemistry and weight and everything is different. But to, to try different ones out, that's okay. And it's, it's a journey and it's your journey or your audience's journey. And, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dr. Stacy, everyone, has a new book out. It's called You're Not the Boss of Me. Right? Um, show them the book, Dr. Stacy. Yes, yes. Oh, um, so cute. <laughs> yeah, so it's um, all these kind of tips we talked about. There's like 18 of them. Mm-hmm. Visualization, meditation, mindfulness, breathing tips. Mm-hmm. But also in here is journal entries that we talked about. Mm-hmm. And then also reminders that help with anxiety. Mm-hmm. So if you're not drinking enough water, mm-hmm. your heart could race, right? There's this, If you didn't wow. sleep enough, your anxiety yeah. is worse. Yeah. So there's little reminders in there of things we know sleep. that we should be doing, but like mm-hmm. we forget because we're busy. Are we mm-hmm. drinking enough water? Are we exercising? And I'm not saying running a marathon, but are we getting a little bit of exercise? Right. All those little things. Have you ever had anxiety? Have you ever struggled with anxiety? And what was your outcome if you did? Yes. And I think, you know, as I was writing this, 
I was like, I think I wrote this book for my for my younger self. Okay. Mm. Because again, we're not taught growing up what mm. to do with, mm. when we have anxiety. And yes, I think I had severe social anxiety. I mm. think I had all kinds of anxiety. But reminding you know all the techniques in here, especially the breathing, even yoga. I try to do yoga every day, mm-hmm. um, and reminding myself that it, many other people are in the same situation and. People aren't really looking. People don't, yes, our family and our loved ones and our friends care about us, but the people in the world don't care, right? And it's kind of a relief. They yep. don't care. They yeah. do they not. Care. I always tell them, it's like, I don't, like anytime you're in a public space and even if I have maybe not anxiety, but any type of nervousness, that's, that's my mantra to myself. I do not know any of you and I don't <laughs> care. That's, if I'm gonna crawl, if I, if I feel like bursting into tears right now, I'm gonna do it because I don't know any of you. I love that. That's right. That's right. I love that. <laughs> um, well, I had an amazing time speaking with you today. I so lovely, Doctor. You Stacey. have to come back and talk to us yes, again. But before you go. Thank love you. to anytime. Good luck to you guys. Thank, thank you, thank you. Before you go, tell us where they could purchase your book well, and yes, yes. um your and where they can find you. Yes. Okay, well, um, Amazon, Amazon. Uh, Barnes & Noble, Look. Walmart, and Books A Million. Okay. Uh, Amazon's probably easiest. And uh, you could find me at namastacy, N-A-M-A-S-T-A-C-I-E dot net for uh, my website or any other kind of information. Is it on audio, Dr. Stacy? You know, it isn't, but I have to look into that. Yes, yes. because I, that's the la- I love listening to books on audio, and you have the perfect voice for audiobook. Oh, thank you. And are you still doing your podcast? You know, I my thought is, and I don't know, I'm putting it out into the, the universe. I, I did all this on anxiety. I'm thinking my next step is maybe to do something on depression. Mm. So stay posted. Yes, yes. yes. I remember um, listening to your podcast, Namaste. Yeah, and that's it, so one day I was having a panic attack, and it definitely helped me. And I put it on, and your voice was so smoothing. So if I know it's still on Apple, so definitely tune into Namaste if you're having a moment, and it Works out 100%. It helped me. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah. Bye, right, bye. So we want to thank Dr. Stacey for coming on yes. and talking to us about anxiety, how we can help our friends, family members with their anxiety. Make sure you guys catch our book. Um, you're not the boss of me. You're not the boss of me. It's a really pretty book. And you can reach her. <laughs> it's a really pretty book. <laughs> it's a really pretty Pretty. I'm, it's nice and pink. I'm gonna buy it because it says journalism. I'm a journaling queen. Yeah, yeah. I write some stuff down. Real now. Ass bitch. Give, give a, a fuck, fuck about a nigga. nigga. Be breaking, breaking bags. Hold five, five, six figures. figures. <laughs> Yo, thank you guys for tuning in to another great episode <laughs> of 25 and Over Club. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and tell a friend. Tell a friend why? Because we don't know everything, but we know a lot. And we're we here. Know a little bit about we know a, a lot. little bit. And <laughs> You know, we got more great episodes like this coming your way. So thank you, y'all. Bye, guys. Namaste. Namaste. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's a wrap. It's a wrap like a gift. (laughs) Thank you. I feel like a professional. I know. I feel like a journalist. Yes. I feel like. The intro, the outro. Intro, outro, and.